Welcome to my podcast, The Awaken Life Project. My name is Monica Matea and I'm transformational health and life coach, helping professional and ambitious people to step into their life with amazing health, clarity and purpose. The Awaken Life Project has been born out of the dream to create legacy and inspire hundreds of people to fulfill their potential using not only scientific mindset tools that work, but intuition too. My dream is for you to connect with your body, mind and spirit on the level you have not yet explored. So are you ready? Hello and welcome to 112th episode of my podcast. Yes, I finally counted the podcast and I'm so, so good. Before I forget, and I don't want to leave it at the end, please do subscribe to my podcast and leave me a review. That means so much for me. I don't really spend any money on advertising. So when people share and like it and leave the review, that obviously is being seen by more people. So today I'm going to talk about why we are losing faith and uh, I must say and I'm very pleased to say that a lot of my religious podcasts are actually quite popular. So thank you for listening and um, yes let's tune in and whether you are exploring Christian faith and religious faith and spiritual life um, I think it's always worth to understand uh, from other people's perspectives and where they have been. So I'm truly um, listening, uh, sharing my opinion, um, but also my own personal journey. So yes, today about the losing faith, it, it, mainly in the religious way. We still are in Lent, we are in March, so welcome to March. The days are getting longer. I'm so, so happy. I'm very grateful for this weekend, although it was busy and Saturday wasn't that great in terms of the weather. I feel like when you as a family, everyone is healthy and happy and they, you know, have a lot of interesting experiences. I think the whole household is just lifts, uh, is lifted up, um, honestly. So um, very grateful for this weekend. So faith, we can be losing faith for many reasons and in many different things. Uh, over the years, I also lost faith, maybe not in a sense that I lost, but um, I've, I was not really keen to developing my relationship or anything but also faith in our own selves if you are on health journey like I am trying to take my perimenopause under control um, you sometimes feel like oh it's a kind of a sense oh I give up uh, losing you know the kind of the sense oh, I give up because it doesn't really make sense I'm not making that much progress and I always talk uh, about this with my clients because we just have to keep going but what can we do if we can't anymore right we so the faith the hope and believing that whatever we do right now will bring us good results or some kind of results anyway in the future but the results is only one part of the picture it really is about the journey and I've always been like I can't hear it's about the journey <laughs> like but now I know that every day is truly a journey every day I'm trying to be a better person but there are days I'm not really there 
uh, and I acknowledge that and with awareness trying to change that so next time it's uh, it is better so for me it is a journey and really is who I become during that time and the result it is what it is I'm completely maybe not what it is of course I'm taking the action so I'm taking this towards a certain goal and result but I also am remaining flexible and as long as I don't give up I will get them so I was flicking through AI generated article and I found on the net um that there was an article about 18 reasons why people in UK lose faith and it made me think so it was about the reason but many of them I could really call excuses and many of them were related to other outlets grabbing our attention such as streaming services shopping on Sunday and social media and all different things so um, this for me are not really the reasons by quite often a pure choice of preferring doing something over something else and really satisfying our primal brain with short-term pleasure and actually filling in some kind of void and in many situations this is happening as I said it's just to fill in the void that there could be any other forms such as various experiences excessive social outings excessive exercising so we could be actually doing that in a very subconscious way. The true reasons I would probably classify as those um, related to science, relevance obviously of Bible narratives in today's world, especially regarding theology of the body, historical meaning of church, um, church scandals and slow collapse of traditional family values. I would also add to some extent glorification of pain and suffering as something, of course, each righteous Catholic should bear with a brave face, of course, and surrendering to God's will. And more on that will I will be talking later. So I thought I'd explore that in the context of where we are in our human development and overall and what is truly in store for us. So I've always been interested in social sciences and find fascinating how we interact with each other and strive for a better life for ourselves, quite often at a high cost. Just for the context, um, I was born in a Catholic family, but my dad really didn't practice and my mom was doing it from time to time. So at that time, Poland was predominantly Catholic, so it still is, but it's shifting with more liber uh, liberal ideologies. So most of my friends went to church. We had religion at school. Atheists and other faiths were very rare. Honestly, I could choose not to go to church if I wanted, but I was drawn. So my parents never forced me. I just thought that there is something different. So my spiritual, I've always always really spiritual. I just didn't understand that much when I was younger and always understood that living on bread alone would not help me to thrive in life. It definitely would leave me longing for something deeper and that basically have happened many times in my life. At that time, um, church was fun, priests were our idols and they built amazing connections with the youth. And this is truly how I remember my faith, fun, structured, giving me a moral anchor in life, toughest moments. So coming to UK was a bit of a shock uh, 50 years ago or so, as obviously Catholic faith is um, a minority, it was and it is, 
Um, church communities are small, not all your friends believe in anything or openly criticizing faith. And churches regard as some old-fashioned idea not fit for the modern society. So most of the times this is built around church scandals, doubtful morality of some priests and church as a whole, not adjusting to the modern society. So what is modern society in UK and where it has its moral anchor? We have to remember that um, every society to survive has to have some kind of moral anchor in order to have a law in order. Um, but if it doesn't, it just becomes a chaos, right? When nobody thrives, everyone suspects everyone else and there isn't, there is no love really. So looking objectively, I think nowhere, to be honest, mental health issues are on the rise. Attacks on people of different faiths are on the rise. Human life can be put into the bin right from conception to old age where no one's care for elderly. Abortion law is truly appalling, leaving vulnerable women in a very bad place with no one to turn to. And the euthanasia... Uh, or uh, they call it like kind of ending life, life and care or whatever, as well being treated as the final solution to solve problems and unbearable pain. So really the ever-present desire to control everything, even our own death. However, when we look outside UK and Western world, Christianity is there and it is on the rise, mainly in uh, America, South America, um, and in different um, other countries. So people are coming to God and seeking the truth and community connections. Um, yes, the approach may have changed in a sense that people come to faith later in life and study Bible diligently before making any decision. But believing or not is not a decision. It's a gift that comes on anyone with God's grace and Holy Spirit. Also, I think um, that many of us struggle with reality of our own, own life. So expecting it to be some kind of never-ending path of spiritual excitement, fulfillment and never-ending joy. No problems. I believe in God. God will protect me from everything. So somehow we find we can find ourselves living just an ordinary life in between highly uplifting moments thinking that, well, God has abundance um, and the world is looking at some events and suffering. I quite often see comments on, uh, comments on social media that there is God because of what is, there is no God, sorry, because of what is happening. So how could the loving father allow all this suffering as if the life on this earth ever guaranteed no pain? You might feel disappointed, but this is not the case for this life. The case is to carry the pain and suffering like Jesus carried his cross. And this is something that people do not want to hear, including myself a long time ago. <laughs> it's interesting that one of the most popular recent episodes I released was about how to fall uh, with in love with ordinary life. So... I'll leave the link in the show notes. Um, I can't remember which number, sorry, didn't check. But yeah, it's one of the most uh, popular ones, just to fall in love with your ordinary life, which basically only shows me that we are struggling to accept sometimes 
our ordinary life to go with all its pain, disappointments and struggle. I think there is the sense that my life only matters when I'm happy, when I do things, when I experience things, when I earn quite a bit of money, can, when they, um, I can secure everything for my family. It feels like this is when it matters and sometimes that's what we say to ourselves, not necessarily believing, but somehow this is the, the something, a, a kind of a pattern, a model we are aiming at. Um, but it leads me um, to talk shortly about glorification of pain and dying to self when you surrender to God's will. So I always look into the book of Job when it comes to suffering, which on the face is really pointless for Job because, well, where he suffers greatly for no reason, really. So he lost all his family and he was overcome by illness himself. So, and worse, what is worse, like when I was reading that, you, he doesn't even get the answer why at the end. Um, however, when you look closely, we can witness his total transformation, his becoming a different man for accepting God's will and persevering. I think we need to look honestly in our lives and decide when did we grow the most in joyful moments or outright painful and unbearable. I know the answer for myself, losing both of my parents to dreadful disease. I grew through pain of not having them with me, witnessing that granddaughter maturing into an amazing young woman. However, I'm rejoicing on the knowing that they are up in heaven, looking down on our life with love and care. In 2022, I look after my sick dad, mostly on my own. I learned to accept it, being humble, although initially I was protesting. I have my own life, why I have to now be with my dad, who basically neglected himself. Um, but it allowed me to get closer to him. So I wish I could have done more and I do regret some moments, but I have processed my emotions and thoughts so they do not hold me back of becoming a better person. So yes, whether you want it or not, pain, when we dealt with consciously and with awareness, so, for example, no substances, no food to numb it out, can be a gate to a true transformation and acceptance that life is 50-50 and seeking pleasure constantly will never satisfy our longing for a meaningful and deeper connection with God, ourselves and wider world. But do not be fooled thinking that pain is glorified. We meant to carry it silently and processing it with awareness. There is no glorification but a true acceptance of what is and surrendering to God's loving arms, knowing that he always has your back no matter who you are. The other thing I wanted to mention is trust. We are going through a real crisis of trust in everything. Political parties, government, institutions, public services, including health, we all have serious trust issues and that does not change when it comes to faith. Trust is one of those critical pillars of faith. Trust in God, lay your life for him and bear whatever comes. It is uneasy because you release your own control and so to speak, power. So trust is very hard to build and can be destroyed in an instance. So if something bad happens to us or our dearest and nearest, we can say, well, 
I pray to you, Lord, and you abandon me, right? So that's it. I'm turning your back away. Uh, I'm turning my back away to, to you and I'm not really uh, here for it. It can be rebuilt, but it's a very slow process as you have this memory of being let down before. Building trust with the Lord and in your faith is ultimately acknowledging that we are weak, vulnerable and need help. So ask yourself, when did you last ask for help? How did you feel? Emotional trust is built up and spending time together so that we can get to know each other and feel safe when we share anything or going through something difficult or shameful. So do you feel safe with the Lord no matter what circumstances or you're trying to hide? There is also this cognitive trust based on our knowledge where we can find it challenging when it comes to science and so-called proof of God's existence. And there is transactional trust when we go through our life with God hand in hand for good and for worse, or sometimes it could be in a, a little bit skewed way, like, oh God, if you give me that, I will do this, right? But it doesn't work like that, right? So that's it for today, really. And I will not dwell on other reasons like science or church scandals are, or as the way of our faith um, or kind of the reason why our faith has lapsed, for example, as I believe that if you embrace the above, everything else falls into place and you are not seeking any excuses anymore. But one last thing I want to mention is that many people may not feel worthy of God's love knowing that they are sinners and how broken their human nature is. I want you to know that God knows that and he still loves you no matter what. So you are saved by God's gracious intervention on your behalf. God's grace has no end and remember he abandoned 99 sheep to look for the one that was lost. He's seeking you and he will find you. You just let him. And just leave you uh, with this um, with this uh, quote from the Bible, Hebrews 11, verse 1. So, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And that's it for today. That's how I'm finishing um, with, first of all, only love for other people can fight, can maybe fight, but also um, give us the strength to continue with whatever we have in our life. If we're trying to deepen our faith, but people around us don't understand it, we have to keep going. If something happened and it was painful and we don't know why, we have to keep going. If we imagine our life that it would be different, we have to keep going. If I imagine that I will be a happy person and I'm not there, I'm suffering from various things, we have to keep going with our faith and with our love. First of all, for God, because if you have love, which is very egoistic, turn to yourself only. When you are in problems and troubles, there is nobody to turn to. 
right? I want to finish here. I want to give you all the blessings for the new week and I hope to connect with you soon. Take care and all the best. God bless.